Welcome back, Tributes, to episode 42 of Into the Arena. I'm Holly. And I'm Emily. And tonight we have another fun episode for you. But before we dive in, make sure that you are joining us every Monday for Tribute Talk. Um, That includes tomorrow. We do Tribute Talk 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about. Hopefully a Dr. Gall to talk about, but we shall see. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully another Monday announcement like last week because we thought we weren't really going to have anything to talk about last week. And then all of a sudden, Peter Dinklage. So (laughs) So big things can happen all in one day. So that's exciting. But today's episode is going to be unlike any other episode that we've done before, I would say, and I'm really excited for it. This episode, if you haven't read the title, is Book Recommendations book recommendations for Hunger Games fans. So with the rise of the Hunger Games uh, trilogy back in the day came a lot of comparisons to past texts, but also kind of sparked a dystopian era of literature, especially YA literature. Mm-hmm. During so, a certain time frame, for sure. Yes, um, we can all remember the rise and fall of YA dystopia. So tonight we're just <laughs> going to be talking all about books that we recommend slash are similar to The Hunger Games. Which for me is like so many books because yes. I feel like The Hunger Games, it, it, it's just in the vein of books that I really enjoy. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of dystopias that I have read. I'm a dystopia girl. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching, you can see behind Emily all the books that we're going to oh, be yeah. talking about tonight. A little sneak preview. <laughs> Plus Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we had to include Twilight. Of course. Um, so putting our outline together, I kind of grouped our recommendations into a couple of different categories. I, It's kind of a pet peeve of mine that people recommend books like, oh, if you like The Hunger Games, then you'll love this book. And I hate mm-hmm. that because nothing ever has all of the greatness that the Hunger Games has. Like, it has romance, it's dystopia, there's sci-fi in it. There's so many different things, like survival, that make it amazing. So Mm -hmm. I tried to group recommendations into different pieces of the Hunger Games that these books kind of do really well in an area that the Hunger Games excels in, because the Hunger Games excels in so many. Exactly. It's it's the perfect trilogy. So our first first little section a of books is under the theme or common theme of survival. Yes. Which yes. some of my favorite books. I don't know. I guess really? the survival element of the Hunger Games is just something that I really love and I really enjoy in other books. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I had on my list was Lord of the Flies, which is one of my favorite classic books. I read it in school and absolutely loved it. And fun fact, it's one of Suzanne Collins' favorite books. She says she rereads it every few years. (laughs) So already like bonus points there. But it's basically about a group of schoolboys who get marooned on an island and they start kind of having a social order at the beginning but things descend into chaos which I love yeah. <laughs> yes it's just very interesting to look at like survival not just 
like food and water, but I think also like mentally surviving and surviving like who are you going to ally with and are you going to stay true to like yourself and what you believe is right or are you going to kind of go with the group mentality in order to survive yeah i had never i haven't read lord of the flies actually i know i need to i have (laughs) everything that you haven't read i mean obviously i'm gonna say (laughs) read it i recommend it (laughs) yes um but it was interesting for me because i know so many people read the book in school But my books that I read in school are quite different. Like, we'll go through this list and I can bring some of them up. But I never read Lord of the Flies, but I do have a good understanding of what it's about. I feel like you kind of have to if you're a Hunger Games fan. Like you said, Suzanne Collins is a big fan. We all know that. Um, So, yeah, it's something I do need to read. And I, I believe the author has a kind of pessimistic view of humanity, Um, He was really affected, I guess, like Suzanne, by war and wanted to explore how humanity is inevitably going to descend into chaos. So it it makes me think, (laughs) like, which, I mean, you can read it that way and, like, not take it that way, but Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of the author's mindset. But it makes me wonder how Snow would think like if he read this book what he would think I feel like he would use it to back up his argument that like we need the capital (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah interesting well it's a really short read too and I mean from what I know it just reminds me of a group of kids stranded somewhere isn't it like an island too yes so again just like an arena vibe or there's a couple movie adaptations so Mm. you know watch those if you want I prefer the black and white, but, you know, the color one's good, too. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, now I have to read it and have in mind President Snow. The next pick that we have on here is I'm going to start out with is actually my favorite pick on this list, and I will die for, for this book. It's This is right above me is my favorite books that I've read this year so far. The Gracier. Um, the Gracier, it kind of falls into the survival category. I found it at Barnes & Noble because... The tag on it was recommended by a bookseller, and it said it's a combination between The Handmaid's Tale and The Hunger Games. That's kind of like what you hear it described as. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially about this character, Tyranny, um, who, when you turn, I believe it's 16 or a certain age, like young adult female, you have to go out into the woods and survive for the year, and that's called the Grace Year. Nobody tells you what it's about, what it's for, and when you come back, you're sworn to secrecy with your group, but not all the girls come back. And essentially, it's to kind of like, they believe that like the woman or the the young girls have superpowers, which you find out along the way, some, some uncovered secrets about them. Mm-hmm. And I love this book because... It's essentially just sending, unlike Lord of the Flies, where it's a group of boys, it's a group of young women who are sent out into the middle of nowhere and without any training, they just kind of have to survive, make camp for a year and not kill each other, like literally kill each other. So I love this book. It shows like a dynamic between humans and survival between like, especially one specific gender and it just... I don't know. It's very, it's quite, I don't, it's Lord of the Flies, I guess, now that I'm hearing you talking yeah, about like it. Yeah, like I, I had heard about this book and it's been on my TBR for a while, but 
now I didn't realize there was like in the woods like survival elements as mm-hmm. much so that's a really intriguing concept to me for like if I read Lord of the Flies and it was about women mm-hmm. like how would I relate to that differently and yeah it just sounds fascinating yeah and then there's different aspects of societal class yeah it's it's really fascinating I love that book it was it was a really surprising read for me to be quite honest with you so if you're going to listen to any book recommendation I have tonight, then please read The Grace Year. It's That's so the good. one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it came out the most recently in 2019, mm-hmm. right? And there's no second book. And I've looked for a sequel. I don't know if the author is working on a sequel because it could have a sequel, but also it makes a great standalone. So, I mean, if I was a teacher, I would use it in my class. But... You know, some things should just stay standalone. Yeah. <laughs> Divergent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Touchy subject. <laughs> some things, you know, you have one good idea for a book and they should just, it should just stay as it is. Just, just stop right just there. Just wrap it up. <laughs> um, okay, so next on our list in survival, we have... The Long Walk, which is a book that I just read in the last year. It's my first Stephen King novel, and it's basically about this group of boys, and it's in this ambiguous, I guess, dystopian or, like, just um, dictator-led country future. There's not a lot of world building in it, which is, like, kind of the one knock for me, but it's more of a psychological thriller. Um, So it's like psychological survival, but these boys go on this walk and basically they have to walk a certain speed and they just keep walking until there's only one of them standing and that person wins whatever they want, basically. So it's just them walking for miles and miles and... It really is character driven. It gets into like their heads and who really has the will to keep going and survive. So I really loved it. Interesting. So just a quick question about the book. Do they decide to go on the walk or? They decide to go. Yes. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because I've heard you talk about it. I've heard you bring it up before and I've had like, I've been meaning to have it on hold at the library. But that's, I think this one sounds super exciting to me because I'm really interested by the results of how it would end slash what you're saying about being in the minds of these young boys. Yeah, and I feel like it's one thing to, it's also, there's a reality TV component, but you don't really see it as much. You kind of just know that people are watching. So it's kind of like this walk that they've idolized. And Mm. it's one thing to kind of sign up for something and think you want to do it. But then when you're in the midst of it, not as great as you thought it might be interesting like the careers <laughs> yeah sweet so that's yeah i loved it and then the last one that i have for survival is the road by cormac mccarthy um i read this one for a, like a free choice read in high school um see i i feel like i lucked out because i took mm. instead of ap english classes which I totally could have taken all my friends were doing that, but we had the choice to do like sci-fi fantasy English instead of AP or dark romantic gothic lit I took instead of AP. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I want to take these classes. I don't want to do AP and I think it served me well. So (laughs) that's so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, But I read The Road 
and it's a post-apocalyptic story, and it's very simplistic. The writing is very simplistic. It kind of reminds me of The Hunger Games a little bit in that way. Um, I think it kind of reflects, like, how desolate and stripped society is, and that the writing is very barren, so you kind of, like, feel that. Um, but it's post-apocalyptic, and it's just about a father and a son, and they are trying to make their way across the country to safety, but they face a lot of dangers along the way. And that's pretty much it. But and you really got to good. read that for school. Okay. <laughs> and it's an excellent movie as well. So if you don't want to read the book, the movie is fantastic. So that's our, those are our survival recommendations, yeah. which I think are great. <laughs> yes. No, I'm excited to read all of your options. Yeah, I definitely, definitely want to read The Gracier. You'll love it. I promise. <laughs> um, and then our next, uh, I guess, thematic grouping is romance and drama because... <laughs> you know, we have a little love triangle thanks to um, not Suzanne Collins, but <laughs> I mean, we both love the romance yes, in the Hunger Games. Like, come on, <laughs> who doesn't? It's Peta Katniss. Um, but both of these picks, we've we've both read, and you will know that we've both read one of them. Um, the first one is the selection by Kira Cass. I would be surprised if you haven't heard of this book. It's very popular. Um, It's a series, and people describe it as The Hunger Games meets The Bachelor. um, Which it is. It's a very good description, I think. (laughs) Exactly. And it's a dystopian world where there's a caste-like system of power and a group of mostly impoverished young girls within these castes are picked, and they... It's like the bachelor pretty much they go and they're out seeking the heart of i believe it's the prince of the land and but along the way it's a little bit darker and things become more um interesting (laughs) (laughs) um it's no longer just cute and fun bachelor it gets to be more a representation or a discussion of class obviously it is more romance based but I mean, I remember reading these books back when I was younger. I probably read them in middle school. And <laughs> I was so I much older. <laughs> but I, I love still them. love them. Yes. I remember I read them. I, like, sped through them during yes. Christmas break mm-hmm. over a two-week period one Christmas. And yeah. I just, I, I, I was in a reading slump. And it, like, really got me out of that. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading a bunch of books. So, it was, it was yes. just a fun time and also dystopia like what's not to love yeah and I, I I don't know I don't remember it being so dystopian um like heavy and so it's kind of like it it has discussions on I think the biggest things. like dystopia element is kind of like the caste system so it's more mm-hmm. like class mm-hmm. but, yeah but it's it's definitely like you said it'll get you out of a reading slump so if you haven't read it I also know it's going to be a series on some streaming service. I think Netflix, Netflix. I believe. Yeah, so get on it. It's it's a great with read. maybe I mean, Sadie Sink, which would be America? dream America. <laughs> Please, um, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I was already signed up, but <laughs> VIP. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, check out the selection. It's a great series, and I believe Kira Cass actually has a new book coming out this next year. And then our next book <laughs> or series I threw on here because I couldn't not throw it on here because everyone compares it is Twilight. Twilight 
started the love triangle trope and because of the Hunger Games coming right out after, kind of followed with it, I guess. And so we have our two love triangles, Katniss Pita Gale, Bella Edward Jacob. And I mean, if you haven't read them, I feel like you're not going to at this point, to be honest. <laughs> but if we you can get know. one more person to read, go read them. Um, yeah, there's. it's obviously not dystopian. It's definitely more fantasy, romance. But yeah, I mean, that's where we got our love triangle from. So we had to do an honorable mention. I mean, I feel like Katniss and Peeta are really cute and Bella and Edward are really cute. So there we go. I would say if you like Katniss and Peeta's banter that they sometimes get into like you'll like edward and bella's banter which is in the books not in the movies so Mm. don't knock until you try it (laughs) exactly don't judge the movies if you if you haven't read the books at least the first book so yes that is that's our romance slash drama section i haven't really read a lot of romance to be honest so oh I'm the opposite. I love romance. I'm like, give me romance, yes. <laughs> but nothing as similar as Katniss and Peeta's relationship. That will always be the best. Or do you like Gail or do you like uh Bella and Edward more? I I, I don't know. I was just kind of frozen because Impossible I'm question. Not sure. <laughs> I can't really pick between the Hunger Games and Twilight for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I can't I just can't ever pick anything between yeah. those two two books maybe edward and bella oh hot take yeah. on the hunger games podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> i mean if we're talking about romance though like twilight is romance mm-hmm. so that's why i feel like i'd pick it fair enough fair enough the hunger games has a ton of other things that are not present in twilight that i love don't kill me guys <laughs> don't come after me <laughs> i know exactly who's coming after you <laughs> <laughs> um okay so our next kind of category of book recommendations is under the topic of ethics which i really like some more of my just top favorite books here Mm -hmm. um so i guess one that we've both read never let me go Mm -hmm. that was actually my ap class pick we read that in my ap lit class oh interesting yeah i remember it being one of the like the coming of age type genre and my teacher telling us about it but yeah that i that was one of the books that i read i somehow went to the library and found this book and just picked it up randomly on my own without any prior (laughs) (laughs) knowledge or just you know reading the book reading like the back of the book or whatever and being like "Hmm, that sounds cool i don't know Mm -hmm. how that happened but because it's kind of more of an adult novel i mean it's not exactly ya yeah it's not ya i would i mean it's like i mean the characters are new adult new adult before like new adult even existed as a category i guess yeah Yeah. there's like a book for each age (laughs) (laughs) so never let me go um i would say it has kind of a melancholy nostalgic vibe Mm. to it it's it's a sad book Um, but it kind of asks questions about, like, what is the meaning of life? What is life? I think that's about, like, the first hundred pages or so, if I remember, are you just reading about these, this group of these three friends, 
um, going to school and they go to a boarding school so they don't see their families. And then halfway through the book, there's that huge spoiler, like huge plot twist where they realize what exactly that they are, that they're... Is it a huge plot twist? I thought it was. That's the way that it was in the book. I mean, it's been a while since I read it, but... Yeah. Okay, maybe, definitely... we, maybe we can keep that as a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely, like you said, when I think of that book, I just think of that certain vibe and it just, it kind of starts up here and you're like, oh, we're, we're kids going to a boarding school and then it just goes down and down and down. And... Kashu, is it Kasho Isiguro is the author? And he also wrote a pretty popular book called Clara and the Sun. And that most of his books question, like ask a lot of these questions about society and what it means to be a human. So if you're in- yeah. interested in that sort of um, storytelling or thought, then you would definitely like his work. Yeah, so. I agree. And the movie's great, too. A lot of I these have really good movies. Movie. What? Kieran I know. I know Andrew Garfield's in it. Andrew Garfield's in it. I know. So I had Unwind next, um, mm-hmm. just because it's it has some similar themes to Never Let Me Go. Um, I read this right before The Hunger Games, which is interesting. Maybe I wouldn't have picked up The Hunger Games if I hadn't read Unwind first. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whole life would be different. um but there's basically like this war over abortion and Mm. the result or like the compromise of that is that abortion is illegal but when your child is i believe teenage age then you can have them unwound which means that they will be taken apart and their body parts will be used for donation so yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's wild a, a neil shusterman Shush- yeah neil uh book. schusterman book Shusterman, and he tends to have kind of outlandish ideas about uh, he he's written a couple of books where it's more of a utopia, like something that is supposedly supposed to make the world more ideal, but ultimately, like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has some outlandish ideas, like things that I don't think would actually ever happen. But once you get past, like, that kind of initial big concept, then he just looks at the world and has all this world building from so many different angles and perspectives of like what what this would mean and what the world would be so i mm-hmm. i really like how he does that how he how he tells stories yeah see i remember this book being or the series being so popular like back in it school was. you couldn't you could not get your hands on a copy of this at the library i feel because... like it was kind of right before the hunger games mm-hmm. kind of really boomed <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was unwind right before and then everybody forgot about unwind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But that leads us into because I haven't read this one, but that leads us into a book that you recommended for me that I actually read the trilogy this year. I did. Also by Neil Shusterman, um, Sive. Um, If I could recommend a second book on this, it would be Sive because Emily pushed me to read this for so long 
and it took me a while. It's a, I think it's, I would argue that it's a little bit more dark for me than the Hunger Games would be. I feel like if I was 12 and I had the Hunger Games in front of me or I had Scythe in front of me, I think I would, it would be easier for me to read the Hunger Games. Not that they're different, like their topics are easy in any sort of way, like one's easier, but Scythe is a very, very, just like the events that happen in it are very dark to me. And and he's not as simplistic of a writer yeah. as well. So I feel mm-hmm. like that adds another layer of like the violence, or, like the darkness being a little bit more intense. Yeah. Scythe is your favorite. Do you want to describe it? I don't want to take this away from you. Oh, gosh, so much <laughs> pressure. Um, Scythe, for me, I feel like it came out in 2016. I don't think I read it till... 2017 or 2018 I don't know why I waited so long (laughs) but um it's so good and like nothing has Mm -hmm. hit me it's not the Hunger Games like I'm so hesitant in saying that something is as good as the Hunger Games or that has all of the pieces that the Hunger Games has and I don't think Scythe does it has some different things that it's really good in or like excels at but um, it's very similar to The Hunger Games in that, I don't know, just makes me think about, like, life and death. And there's, like, political elements to it. Um, there's a really good villain. So it's basically mm-hmm. set in a utopian future um, where we have figured out how to not die. So the result of that is that we're on this planet Earth and there's overpopulation. So in order to control that, there are these people who are appointed as scythes and their job is to go around killing people, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. And there are two main characters who are reluctantly chosen by a scythe to be scythe apprentices and potentially become future scythes and the journey that they go on (laughs) and it's a journey that like for me I was texting Emily because I listened to the audiobook I recommend the audiobook Emily recommended it to me it's twists that I did not see coming I don't know if you saw all of them coming but I feel like there's so many events that happen that you don't know where it's going to leave off at. Whereas, And, and that's what reminds games, me of The Hunger Games 2 a little bit. Because yeah, it's not exactly the same, but how Suzanne would have those chapter endings that you're just like, what? Like and what? I feel like that's I had what? similar moments inside where there are twists. And I was just like, what? And I just hadn't yeah. really felt that since The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not a fan personally of the second and third book, especially the third <gasps> book. Not the, the third book is my, book. my lowest the rated book, book of this is year. better than the first book. <laughs> no, but the first book, I love the first book. So if you're interested again in these these almost concepts of what our world could be, I think I haven't read many utopian books, so this is one that utopians don't exist. They just can't exist. The world building is really good too. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world is very fleshed out. Yeah. So I'm surprised that this book doesn't get more attention, too. I feel like it would definitely make a good series or something. I'm kind of confused as to why no one has their hands on it for rights. Like an adaptation? See, I feel like it might be kind of silly 
as an adaptation, I feel like it's a little bit too high concept (laughs) to be just a not cheesy adaptation. Like, kids really going around, like, I don't know, killing people, like, wearing these robes. (laughs) Like, I don't know, it just... it, you can picture it, but then I feel like in in reality, it's it's a little outlandish. But yes, definitely read Scythe. Emily convinced me. I want to convince somebody listening to this. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> got to pass it on, you know? Exactly. Convince it's one like... more person. And that's how we <laughs> take over. <laughs> yes. And then the last book in our ethics um, sector. This is an adult book. Let me preface this by saying this is for people over the age of 18. Because this book deals with a lot of inappropriate matters but the next book is tender is the flesh i believe it's a brazilian book um but it's been translated into english and it is a society in which a virus has essentially killed off all the cattle and all animal meat and so instead people have resorted to cannibalism but the cannibalism it's kind of like never let me go you raise humans in these environments that you'd be raising animals in order to eat them so it's definitely like it's a short book it was about 200 pages and it follows this main character who actually works at one of these like cattle plants human plants and it just questions a lot like never let me go what is the like what is humanity and at what point do we as humans treat other human beings as equals and so it's just a really interesting book it's definitely for hunger games fans who are old enough one and two able to deal with the subject matter because it is pretty descriptive but it's an interesting book because it does deal with these the idea of like human ethics and what it is to be a human so yeah i feel like i should have prefaced like the road rated r (laughs) yeah some of these were yeah some of these for children (laughs) yeah if if they are, we'll leave a comment or in the description of the podcast of the different books that are like a R rating or above. Good idea, so, Holly. Yes. <laughs> so children don't be reading these these two books so far. But I mean, it's still a good book. So check it out if you're old enough. And then that kind of sums it up for our ethics theme. But the next one, we have one book under fantasy, which is a book that, that you've read. Yeah, so I had to, even though there's a little bit of fantasy to it, so I feel like it didn't really fit under survival, although without this kind of fantasy element, I probably would have put it under survival. So if you've ever seen Under the Dome, Mm. that series, it's like Under the Dome, but for kids. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So it's basically all of the adults disappear one day in a town and all of the kids are still there but they're trapped under this dome so it's kind of like lord of the flies except there are kind of some i would say almost like stranger things vibes to it and that there's like a ton of the kids are like 11 so they have different interesting powers and then like how that kind of the powers play into a societal structure Interesting. So, yeah, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies, but with some people, some kids with superpowers. 
I'll have one out. I've I've seen that cover everywhere. Like I know I've seen that cover everywhere. But it's it's by Michael Grant. I mean, it's kind of like an OG series, I think. It came out 2008. So same year as The Hunger Games. So I feel like anything that came out like right around The Hunger Games, like 2008, 2007, like Unwind, mm. they were really popular for a short amount of time, yeah. not long enough because suddenly The Hunger Games like came out and became really popular and they became overshadowed. Some of these books that Emily's recommending, I'm like, these are going on my TBR, so. <laughs> it's really good. It's a very long series. How many books do you know? <sighs> I think maybe seven. Oh, geez. Wow. And they're thick. <laughs> did, did it, did it so. resolve well for you? Were you happy with the ending? Uh, I feel like I was kind of lost by that, yeah. by the ending. Makes but sense. Kind of reminds me of Lost, too. Shout out to AJ. <laughs> AJ, have you read Lost? <laughs> Lost, but with kids. Okay. Lord of the Flies, but with some fantasy elements. Sweet. Okay, well, that's our fantasy section. And then moving on, we have classic dystopia. <laughs> Phrased <laughs> it better than me. Um, the first book on there is 1984, which, I mean, was published all the way back in 1949. This book and Fahrenheit 451 were books that I chose for my independent readings for AP Lit. So it's been a second since I've read them, but I feel like, obviously... People understand that from 1984, it's a a dystopian novella, and it follows this guy um, who is a part of this specific party, and in this society, they have a thing called Big Brother, and Big Brother is always watching you. Big Brother is the greater power, and it's just, it talks a lot about surveillance, and so it relates to the Hunger Games because in the games, in the arena, you're constantly surveilled, and your freedom is often taken away because you're constantly on camera. So, I mean, that's all I can remember from back when I read it, but Big Brother controls every aspect of people's lives. So, hence where we get the reality TV show, Big Brother. <laughs> but yeah, it's I definitely recommend this book in Fahrenheit 451. I feel like they're kind of books that you have to read once in your lifetime. But <laughs> the way Emily. I haven't read either book. <laughs> but I've read I, a lot of I know books. I would have read 1984 by this point, I, I never had to read either of them for school, mm-hmm. but I would have read 1984, except for the fact that somebody, like, spoiled the entire plot for me. Yeah. So, I know what happens. I just, I don't know, might not ever get around to it. And <laughs> I feel like it's more important just to understand the reference to Big Brother, which I feel like everyone does right. understand anyway, so. Although I've never seen Big Brother, so. <laughs> you know what? I watched it just before we filmed this. <laughs> um, so, yes, read Big Brother if you are still in school and you get a free choice, I definitely recommend it because it's a shorter book. That's always a good thing. So, <laughs> And then the next book that is under this classic dystopia, both Emily and I have read, it is The Handmaid's Tale by Queen Margaret Atwood, <laughs> the Canadian author. It is, this is another one that we have to preface as being I think it's new adult, but you have to be mature enough to understand and like follow the themes and Mm -hmm. ideas behind it because there are trigger warnings. So make sure that you're aware of those. Which I read this book in high school. Me too. I think as a sophomore. Yeah, we read it in class. Just like a little bit young, but 
I mean, I know I could handle, like, the themes mm-hmm. at that point. So, I read it before The Hunger Games, I think. Oh, jeez. Interesting. Did you read it for but, school? Because we read it for a class. But We read it for class. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. all read it together. Yes. But even the show, like, I read the book. I enjoyed the book. I can't watch the show. As a 22-year-old woman, I still cannot watch the show because it's, it's very difficult. It's basically a dystopic future of the United States of America. The government is overthrown by kind of a religious order. And it's a very patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. Women get the short end of the stick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a dark book. I feel like a lot of people are probably aware of it. Like um 1984 Fahrenheit 451 it's very common I feel like people are talking a lot about it with social things going on in the United States right now so I mean I definitely recommend the book if it's something that you feel open to reading but it is a very heavy book so definitely for readers who are ready to read it But it's still... And it kind of has an ambiguous ending, too. Yes. So Mm -hmm. if you like to be able to interpret things, I don't know. I never never read the... Was it the Testament that came out? I haven't either. I'm not even exactly sure what it's about. I I don't want to... I don't want anything to ruin The Handmaid's Tale for me, Mm -hmm. so... Yes. I don't want to know. Yeah. But there is that for those of you who are interested... And then, like I mentioned, another book that we have is Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit 451 tells the story of another male character and his transformation from a book-burning fireman into a book-reading rebel. So it's basically about the society that um, controls what you read and what media you see. So, I mean, also very important today. It's an oppressive society that attempts to eliminate all sources um, to kind of counteract confusion and thought within society. So another short read and another book that has a lot of references in today's society. And then the last one is a book that you've read. I have not read this book. Unfortunately, it's on my top of my list. I know. (laughs) Well, Brave New World, I feel like, is a classic that everyone should read. Mm-hmm. I read it for school. I read it a couple of times. Um, but it is a futuristic world, a utopia, a lot of sci-fi elements that... It's basically about this society where everyone is supposedly happy. They all take this drug called Soma to keep them happy, to keep them Um, at the appropriate level of behavior and then there's this group outside of the society that are kind of the savages and some characters visit the kind of savage territory and one of them comes back to uh, the the society and things ensue. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah see This Um, is one that I don't know much about for some reason. Like, it's a classic that I know, like, what you've told me is the most that I've ever heard about it. There's a lot of, I mean, it's a critique on 
society and excess and capitalism. Yeah, I love the world building of it too. I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi person, so I, I like I love Star Trek. I love seeing the different possible like futuristic elements to a society in addition to like the critique of humanity. Like mm-hmm. I I just love science fiction. So I think that's kind of also why it's one of my favorite classics. And I really loved the Peacock adaptation. A lot of people didn't, but I think I just love sci-fi so much that I love seeing a show Mm -hmm. that even if it's like a little bit different from the book, like I think they made some really cool changes that were needed um, and the acting is fantastic. So I don't know. I would recommend watching the Brave New World series. Sweet. But that's just me. Sweet. <laughs> and that sums it up for our classic dystopia grouping. Um, kind of our last grouping, I guess, um, is books that we would both recommend for kids before reading The Hunger Games. Because we have to remember The Hunger Games is a very heavy book. And I don't think that third graders should just be jumping into reading it. So <laughs> These are books that I read before I read The Hunger Games as well. So I feel like they kind of, like, prepared the way for me to really love The Hunger Games. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I I think about, like, well, I might have a kid someday, and as much as I want them to read The Hunger Games eventually, I'm not going to just throw that in their lap. Like, yeah, here you go. They got to start, they got to, you know, slowly start with something else. Mm -hmm. So these are books that I've read and, like, I I just love, and I think they're they're great as, as gateways to the yes. Hunger Games. <laughs> um, so the first one I have on the list is Uglies, which came out in 2005. Um, so I guess I read this in elementary school. All these I read in elementary school. But it it's kind of weird because I think back in 2005, there's something about Twilight. Like, I feel like we owe a lot <laughs> to Twilight, okay? Uh-huh. Because Uglies is like... It feels like an upper middle grade book, but like it's kind of what YA was. Like just YA wasn't as great as it was or as it yeah. is now. Like back mm. then it was more kind of just like advanced middle grade. Like I don't know. Like but I feel like Uglies was kind of edgy for the time, like for 2005. Okay. Um yeah. but it's basically a future dystopian or utopian you know whichever depending on how you look at it society um and when people get to a certain age then they are an ugly but then they become a pretty so they get some kind of cosmetic surgery and then they become pretty and can move to the pretty place i read this a long time ago so i'm probably butchering this um (laughs) But obviously the main character kind of starts to find out some things that maybe the society she lives in is a little bit darker than it appears. This was, I'm going to bring it up. This is the other one that was at the school library and everyone had it and everyone was reading it and you could never get your hands on. But I never ended up reading it. I just always heard my friends talking about it. So I feel like if I do want to go back and read some of these like older, newer YA books, um, this would be at the top of my list because it's 
really popular. It was really popular too. I think there was something about, I feel like Twilight kind of opened the doors to like, oh, even like older teens want to read books. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, whereas like a lot of the books like Uglies were kind of geared towards, I don't know, maybe like eighth, ninth grade. And there didn't, there wasn't really anything for like older mm-hmm. kids. So that makes sense, which I think opened the door to like the Hunger Games and mm-hmm. things that like a little bit older readers could also enjoy. So that's kind of what I meant by that. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess so we've both read The City of Ember. Yes. It's been forever. <laughs> <laughs> for for it, me like, too. It's been so long. And I mean, I completely forgot about this book and I think it was a few months ago. Somebody brought it up. It, I, I it was know. probably me. It I'm like a huge you. city of Ember girl. And I was, it like, was one of my my first obsessions. <laughs> yeah, I remember loving it. W- it. There's a movie, right? Like I remember seeing there is a movie, the movie, yeah. and loving the and movie. And I was like, remember how you told that story about how you were so insistent about going to see The Hunger Games when Stop. it came out, and yes. not wasn't your family like on vacation or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so insistent that we saw. City of Ember the day it came out. Aww. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I have to go today. Like, my life is over if I don't see this movie today. And, you know, yeah. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love City of Ember. It's such uh, a cool movie. I mean, book also. But, I'm, of course, I've watched the movie so many times. Like, that's more what I remember. And I think they did a really good job. And, like, the aesthetic. Like, the underground world yeah like it's so cool like i love the aesthetic of city of ember it's just a very unique story that there's these these city these people they're underground they their city is failing though like their generator is dying and they don't really know that they're underground they just know that the world outside of their city is darkness so they have to, the main character has to figure out that they're underground and lead the people out. There but you go. <laughs> it's, it's just a really great mm-hmm. dystopian story with a great female heroine. And the movie is amazing. It's beautiful. The aesthetic. Saoirse Ronan stars yes. in it. Like, that yes. was the day I fell in love with Saoirse Ronan. Like, I totally <laughs> from that point, that. my chair in the theater, I was like, you are my favorite actress. <laughs> You're like bowing so, down. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally forgot that she was in that movie. But I do, like, I I can't remember what it's about, except for you telling me this. But I just have pieces of the movie because I rewatched it so many times that are kind of, it's like one of those forgotten childhood memories that, like, pop back out. And you're like, oh, yeah, that that was a thing. There's this really weird scene with a giant mole yes. rat thing that, that was not in the book at all. Yeah. That, that was a big uproar that they put that in there just for drama. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's such a good book. And I think I still kept it because when I was cleaning my shelves off, I remember it was you that brought it up, yeah. And I was like, I need to keep this book. Like, I have to hold on to some of my favorite, like, books I read when I was younger so yeah it's a it's a it's good and it's li- like it's light enough that even though it deals with like problems it's a, a good introduction for children to read about like conflict and yeah dystopia. I mean it's it's a story of like there's a, a main girl and she's figuring out this this puzzle you know this mystery it's mm-hmm. more like a, a dystopia mystery yeah 
And then our final book that we would recommend for kids, which when I saw that you put this on here, I remember reading it back when I was in third grade in my upper reading level group. Like we had like reading groups, you remember? Um, it's Hatchet yeah. by Gary Paulson. Yes. Which he recently passed away, I think. What? Emily? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Reading my night. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chill. Fine. Rest in peace. Um, that threw me off. Um, but yes, Hatchet. <laughs> hatchet also fits under the survival grouping, but it, again... It does, but because it is kind of more of a... Like, a younger read. Yeah, I, I thought it kind of belonged in this list. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It follows um, Brian, who is a passenger on a small aircraft, and it crashes in... I think it's a Canadian wilderness, some wilderness, mm-hmm. and it follows him trying to survive on his own until help comes for him. So it is a true survivor story. Well, not like a true story, but a real survivor story. It was intense. I remember reading it in my group and being like, maybe this is where yeah. my fear of planes <laughs> crashing stems from. <laughs> I remember there being something about... I actually just got the audiobook and like I'm just on the first chapter but I'm I'm mm-hmm. listening to it again but I just remember there being something about like eating turtle eggs or something yeah like having to save them or like ration food and mm-hmm. just like the the mental struggle of surviving I, I just remember it being really good I don't think I appreciated it as much when I read it the first time yeah as a young child like I'm excited to read it and, and, and it's a short book too but mm. finish reading it as an adult and see if anything else stands out to me yeah so definitely if you haven't re- read it read it there's a few short books on this list that we've mentioned and they're pretty easy reads so this one is definitely for a younger audience though but again as a nine-year-old I don't know if I fully understood it too so <laughs> I'll have to go back but that about sums up our groupings of books that our are recommendations. Yes, similar to the Hunger Games. But we also have a list, like almost like an honorable mentions list of <laughs> if books. You can say that, honorable. <laughs> <laughs> that are kind of recommended for the Hunger Games. It's like if you look up on Google, at, like books similar to the Hunger Games. I call them the wannabes because a lot of them kind of suck, to be honest with you. And a lot of them came out in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, so. And I just remember being so disappointed. (laughs) Like, like you said about Scythe, I've been looking for a book like Hunger Games to, like, make me feel that again because I've only ever felt it something (laughs) like make me feel the Hunger Games please what it would feel like to reread to read the books for the first time and this list I mean there's two favorites that I have but the rest I'm kind of like I remember reading them and being like another one like even at the age of like 12 or 13 I was like are we joking now like why are we still doing this so no offense to these books but they're on this list for a reason. So, should we just go through it? <laughs> yeah, just rush through the list. Um, the first one I have is Legend, which, to be fair, I, I, I kind of liked when I read, but it just doesn't, it hasn't stood the test of time for me. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't stand out as something phenomenal. I know it, it does have a, a pretty good 
fan base, and there's a strong female character. I think I remember her seeming a little bit too strong, like, too good, almost. Mm. Like, in that way that Katniss is, like, relatable, but, like, June wasn't so much. Um, But it, it was pretty good. I don't, I can't for the life of me tell you what the plot was. Stop. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe check it out. Yeah, check it out. We'll see. We'll see. It's like overthrowing the government. Classic. Classic you know, dystopia. Sprinkle of that. Because <laughs> we definitely Hunger Games vibes. All of these are like attempts at like a just like a completely awful government. So... I think she's, like, she works for the government. She's, like, a prodigy. Oh, prodigy is, like, one of the names of the book, so that's probably on the right track. There we go. <laughs> um, and she's maybe, like, an assassin. or She's, like, highly trained. And then there's, like, this boy who, like, she has to go after or something, but then they end up, you know, like, becoming friends or something. You know? So Interesting, interesting. interesting. <laughs> the people who like this book are probably, like, Emily. <laughs> what no but i read this like when it first came out okay so wasn't it a a movie too it was a movie i don't think it was a movie no No. i think there's been like talks of it but there there hasn't been an adaptation we should also note the dates because like you said that's important that one came out in 2011 2011 yeah the next one that we're going to talk about is matched which we both read, came out in 2010. I remember more of that one. <laughs> I remember this one because of the cover. I remember girls my age, like, at the Scholastic Book Fair, were running around with this book because they're like, look how pretty she is on the cover. Like, she was wearing the beautiful All green about dress. that cover. Yes. And the inside was awful. I remember picking it up and being so excited and being like, what is this, this garbage? Here's what I remember about this book. <laughs> This girl gets matched with this guy who mm-hmm. seems great, who I remember really liking. Yeah. I was like, great. This is perfect. They picked yeah. someone perfect for you. Like, great. Like, I want to be matched. Like, yeah. this sounds awesome. Uh-huh. And then she runs off for this guy who, like, wrote her a poem or something. That's all I remember. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> remember reading the rest of the series trilogy either. Or duology, I don't know what it is. I don't think I finished it. I might have read the second one. Yeah. It's a trend for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one I have on the list is Wither. I've never heard of this one. I think this book was kind of creepy, is what I remember. It had Handmaid's Tale vibes. Okay. Or it might have had a very similar plot. That this girl ends up being married off to this older guy who, like, has multiple wives, I guess. Like, younger wives. And I, I think they have to escape or something. But it's, oh. like, Handmaid's Tale and the fact that, like, they get pregnant and, like, have kids for this dude. I don't know. I can't remember if there was something about mm-hmm. infertility or... But it, it it was like Handmaid's Tale, but YA, yeah. which is kind of strange. Not appropriate, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me, wait, it's this book. I actually, why do I, why do I have a copy of this? Yeah, I've never I, seen that book know. in my life. It's called Wither. It has a very pretty cover. Yeah. 
super arts. Hold on, let me let me just read the back or the cover. <laughs> Thanks to modern science, this is just all gonna be new to me. I don't even remember. Every newborn has become a ticking genetic time bomb. Males only live to age 25, and females only live to age 20. In this bleak landscape, young girls are kidnapped and forced into polygamous marriages to keep the population from dying out. What? There you go. So I guess he wasn't a way way older guy. (laughs) But he's old. But like when I read it, I was like, ew. But yes. Yeah, it's like, you know, 12 year old. 25 year old guy who's about to die and is really sick so Ew. that's kind of messed up that's fun <laughs> that's kind of messed <laughs> up <laughs> okay another another well that was in 2011 another book that um we're gonna talk about is the program from 2013 um i can remember the cover and that's about it to be I honest i have it emily's like yes i have them all yeah the, it's the yellow suits yeah why do i have these books <laughs> It's because you're going to read them I got this from someday. the Goodwill. Like, it's used. I did not, I didn't, you know, go out and buy this book new. I mm-hmm. don't even know what it's about. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read it someday, but I know it's going to be trash, so. <laughs> <laughs> Something about repressed feelings. Classic, you know, classic. Sound, kind of sounds like delirium to me. Oh, yes. Which we could talk about next. Yes. Delirium. I never read Delirium. You read Delirium. A 2011 book. So you're seeing a trend with the dates here. I think Delirium is pretty much about how teenagers, I mean, and then adults, like, they take some sort of drug or or something happens to them to repress them falling in love. Because love Mm. is a disease. Hmm. essentially is what's believed in this future so i think there's a might be a love triangle not super sure i definitely read this book and i remember it being slightly better than the others like i will say that like i think delirium and legend are kind of like the better ones on this list but I don't remember too much about it. I know it was going to be a TV show with mm. Emma Roberts, I think. Whoa. And then you can find, like, clips from the pilot. Really? Online. Yeah. Interesting. It, it seemed terrible. So I'm really glad they didn't make it. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll still kind of give you a taste a little bit of the plot. Interesting. Okay, now that I know, I'm going to go find those. I did not read that one. One that I did read, though, was The Maze Runner from 2009. Which I'm surprised did, you... Did you read the whole series? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, I, I just read the first book. Okay. I remember it... I had a really, really hard time with it. Like, I, I, I got the box set because I wanted it so bad because everyone was obsessed with it and the movie was coming out with Dylan O'Brien, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember it being... Just, it dragged on so much. And I... I can't really tell you anything that happened outside of the first book you can't really say it's like a hunger games like knockoff either though because i believe the author like took like nine or eight years to write it or something Mm -hmm. like that but i kind of feel like that's why it drags a little yeah because like it took so much work and so many years to like craft that story like it did not flow together easily (laughs) yeah 
yeah but it's it's definitely like I enjoyed it but I don't know I just I think I tried to be into it more than I actually was into it but I really it, enjoyed the movie yeah the movie is good <laughs> It follows... What's, a what's like... Yeah, I was like, what's, what's the description <laughs> of the Maze Runner? A group of boys find themselves in this maze. They wake up with no recollection of anything except maybe their names. I don't even know if they know their names. And then they find one girl also in the maze. And they have to figure out why they're there and get out of the maze, I believe. It's been a minute. It's been a hot second. Yeah, which I, I feel like the it. first book was a, a decent story. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think it's just another one of those books where the author didn't fully know where the story was going, mm-hmm. which compared to The Hunger Games, I feel like that's just one of the things that Suzanne, like, that's why the books are superior, because she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. And had a plan for the plot, where it was going to mm-hmm. go, and where she wanted to end, and what she wanted to say. Yeah. And that's why it works. Which... Okay, so another book that we both read was Divergent, which is an amazing first book, amazing, amazing standalone. We did not need much else. And um, that came out in 2011, but a book similar to it, I remember I didn't read the testing, but I remember I picked it up and I might have tried reading it. Um, Those two books deal more with personality differences and um, wanting to maintain a society that like a utopia where everyone knows their place sort of thing. So Emily has it. Emily Not has already having it. more books that I haven't read and don't oh, care Oh, don't even get read. me started. See, I, I got this one at Goodwill too. Like I was there just like, oh, it's a dystopia. I, I got to get it for the shelf. Am I going to uh-huh. read it? Probably not. But it's very similar to Divergent. I remember, well, in terms of what the plot is. Hmm. So, so yes, but Divergent was great. We love Divergent here. We love Divergent. I, I really liked Divergent. I, I love is a strong word. I loved for the me first for book. Divergent, I loved it. but I I really enjoyed reading Divergent. Mm-hmm. I like I I like the first book, and I think it's a interesting choice that she makes at the end with her characters. But I still have not read. I I read Insurgent, and then I stopped. Yeah, maybe good. But obviously, Divergent and The Maze Runner are probably the most well-known of these. And is it the last one? Am I right? The last one is... Is it just the movie Battle Royale? Is there... It's a book. It's a book, too? Okay. From 1999. So, Battle Royale is definitely the one that gets compared to The Hunger Games all the time. So... Yeah. And I don't even know how much we should talk about this, because I I do feel like I want us to do an episode... Mm-hmm. on battle royale at some point like the book the movie i've been trying to make what, my way through the book but it's a tough read in yeah. my opinion is it ri- originally a japanese read or it is so it's a okay. translation and the character names are you know confusing and harder for me because i'm not as familiar with japanese names so it's harder to kind of keep everything in my head um, but so far, far reading it, it's very similar to the movie. I think the movie is a really good adaptation. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't have the rebellion or the the government aspect to it. It's really just throwing these kids into an uh, arena, essentially, and they're fighting to the death. 
So yeah. if that interests you. <laughs> interesting, yeah. I think the most interesting <laughs> thing about it is just reading it or watching it so that you understand the comparisons. And when mm-hmm. someone says, oh, the original Hunger Games, you know, you know what to say. And yeah. you know <laughs> your culture, what the story, yeah, really is, and what the com- what what the similarities are, because there definitely are some very strong similarities mm-hmm. um, in the relationships and the characters, um, and obviously like the, the situation. But there are some big differences as well, especially when you take into consideration the the trilogy as opposed to just Battle Royale. The standalone movie or book so we'll definitely talk more about battle royale in a different episode but as you can see there are a lot a lot a lot of books that if you're interested in reading something similar to the hunger games you can find a little piece of everything from the hunger games in a different book i feel like that's a that's a good way to put it i've yet (laughs) to find something that i love just as much for a lot of the similar reasons like all encompassing but I don't feel like that's ever going to happen. So yeah. The Hunger Games, you know, is at the top for a reason. Yes. So if you could walk away, final question, walk away telling listeners or watchers one book or series from the list, what would it be? Hmm. I Can I pick a classic and a not classic? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> Um, a classic book, I would say Lord of the Flies. I feel mm-hmm. like that, is, I mean, it's one of Suzanne's favorites, and I feel like it's it's heavily influenced. I feel like you see it in the Hunger Games trilogy, and it makes me think a lot about Ballad, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just love Lord of the Flies. And then Scythe would be my, my second pick. I think it's the thing that has made me feel feelings while reading the most (laughs) since I read The Hunger Games. So I'd Mm -hmm. recommend that. Sweet. What about for you? Mine would be um, 1984 would be my classic. Okay. And then my, obviously my other one would be Gracier. Read The Gracier. No one loves The Gracier. Okay, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the audiobook (laughs) and and listen to it. (laughs) Yes. So... All of these choices are great options, obviously, and I'm sure there is another list of books that we've completely missed out. So if you're listening, comment and share with us some of your favorite picks from our list or from your own list that we completely did not include in this. And I'm so sorry if I trashed one of your favorite books. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm not sorry. Readers are allowed to have opinions. You'd be um, like, Emily, you need to reread Wither. It's so good. <laughs> stop. <laughs> All the 2010s, like, same book, same story, same character, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yes, thank you all for joining us. This is a fun episode, something that we haven't done before. Yeah. Um, and leads into more episodes of other media that are similar to The Hunger Games. Um as we close out, join us for Tribute Talk tomorrow night. Every Monday night, it's a party with our friends. You're our friends. Come hang out. And yeah, until next time, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. See ya. Bye.